Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hi, and welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan, the podcast where we inspire you to move beyond what you believe you could move beyond. We've got four fabulous Fab Five ladies in studio today, and we've got a great show for you. Kathleen, whose mission is to guide parents who have experiences with the loss of a child suddenly release pain and suffering and live in peace, presence, and purpose. Claudette's mission is to help people on their spiritual path go from zero to 60, activating their inner guidance to heal and grow. Catherine's purpose is to help others end internal suffering and accomplish their dreams. And me, I'm Whitney, and I'm on a mission to help People do the work they love and love the work they do. So this may be a challenging discussion for you today, right? No one likes to think about death, but it's an immutable fact of life. It just is. And even though it's hard and it may be easier to deal with the death of certain types of things, we have to face the fact that we're going to lose people we love and someday we too will no longer be here. And so we're going to talk today about how you can face mortality, both yours and those of others. And so Kathleen, take it away. Thank you, Whitney. It is a difficult conversation if we allow it to be difficult. And why I really wanted to bring this up is that I listened to Anderson Cooper's podcast about grief. And obviously, I deal with grief every day with my clients. And I've also experienced some deep grief as everyone else has here in this podcast. And I realized that when we talk about grief, A lot of our pain and suffering after someone's no longer here is from our own regrets, our own shame, our own blame, all of the negative beliefs of what we should have done prior to their departure or what we could have done differently. And the discussion around mortality is really one of the discussions that we don't talk about. We don't bring up about the fact that we're all departing this earth. Like our humanness is not going to be here, uh, every single one of us. And it's the most difficult conversation that people have. And I'm bringing it up because I'm experiencing the, the path to my parents' departure. And my mom has had major health issues this year with her mobility and falling and breaking bones a couple different times. And it hit me not too long ago that I 
that I really had an opportunity to sit with my parents and my my sister to get to know them on a deeper level, to help them transition in the best way possible when it is their time. It's not like it's my mother's time today or tomorrow. It's just like, it just is bringing up the fact that she's reaching the end of her life. And what can I do to really foster a very healthy relationship with she and myself or my family and have the difficult conversations like, what if something does happen? Do you want to stay at home as long as possible? Would it be okay if you had to go into a nursing home? How do you release the guilt of what you want and placing other expectations on, on, on someone else? So I spent a weekend with my parents and my sister that really my intention was to help release their anxiety about transitioning. What does that look like? How does it feel? You know, all the fears that are wrapped around there. One of the things that my mom said to me was, I'm scared of what's going to happen to my, to Annette, which is my sister and, and my husband, my dad. And so we just were able to talk a little deeper about that. So the reason why I wanted to bring up mortality on this show is that is to start to normalize the reality that everyone is going to depart. But what are the so some of the tools that you can use to release anything that so people aren't carrying that forward into additional lifetimes? That we're really setting our souls free from the fears that are there, the regrets. We had a difficult conversation, and this isn't just my show, but I just want to share this, that that when... My mother and I were talking. We had the opportunity to go deeper into my son's uh, departure. And she played a role in his departure as well as I did. And there were some things that have caused us to not speak for a long time before and after Logan departed. And she brought it up. And she really started to go deeper and deeper and deeper into that conversation. And I, at one point, she says, I've forgiven you. And inside, the trigger was so deep. I'm like, you've forgiven me? <laughs> like, and, and I really had a, a really hard time to just sit and listen in the moment. However, I did know that if I had such a deep reaction to her words, that I had some work still to be done, that I had some own, my own guilt and my own shame around the situation. So the deeper she was talking, the more she got, she got to a place where she said, I had a choice to have a relationship with my daughter or my grandson starved and was living on the street. In her mind, those were her only two choices that she made at the time. That's not reality to me, and it wasn't reality to me me then, but that was her reality. I was able to come to a place to be like, wow, can you imagine the kind of deep despair that caused her? to have to choose between the two things that she loved most in the world. And I just was able to hold a deeper compassion for her and was able to address it in that way. And I wanted to just share that because that's the power of having some really difficult conversations around mortality. So I'm curious on what have all of you experienced around the pre-conversations or the lack thereof and how does that affect you today and what would you say to the listeners 
there's a few things that you said about, you know, a lot of, and I've noticed this too, because I used, I used to be a pastor years ago. So I would talk to people about that. And now a lot of what my work is, is healing from regret and things like that. So when a lot of people lose in their mind, a loved one, right? And there's a reason I said lose in their mind. And I'm going to go deeper into that. It's I feel like as a whole, our society doesn't really handle death well. Other societies do. There are other societies that actually handle it. They train, they teach about the immortality of the soul, the spirit. But, you know, for our culture in the U.S. and other cultures, I'm going to specify that. It seems like, you know, not a lot is said about death in a way. And I got to do what I called a social experiment for two and a half years. And I led a church with elderly people. And our commitment was to every one of them. They were at the end of their life. And our commitment was to help them realize and love themselves and remove all regret before they transitioned. I don't call it death. I call it transitioning. Our body is the vehicle that our soul, our spirit occupied. Like this body is the temple of the living God, the force, the truth. And it's how we express and evolve every lifetime that we're here. And so it, you know, it seems like we're gone when the body is gone, but we're actually not. Energy is never destroyed. And so the people that are left, that's where the real challenge is, right? Um, the ones that are left. So my thing is to, with everyone that you're in contact with in your life, you can ask yourself this question. If they left today, would you have any regrets? And if you ask yourself that question, then you can have a real conversation with yourself. And is there anything that you would apologize for? Is there anything you would own? Is there anything you would say? And I usually recommend that you do it in a letter because, you know, it takes a lot of emotional intelligence to have an open conversation without an argument happening or emotions or triggers. And so if you do it in a letter, you can sit on the letter a while. You can rewrite the letter and you can go, you know, you can have the intention of honoring both people in the letter. So no finger pointing, just this is what I experienced. Is this what you meant? I think that's something Kathleen has mentioned before, too. This is what I experienced. Is this something that you meant to do? Or is there clarification we can have? Because I want to honor you. And you can open the letter with, I'm writing this letter because I actually love you and wish to have a very healthy relationship with you. So I'm writing this. And while I know this may upset you momentarily, it's not my intention. But can we be brave enough to have this conversation? Because if something happened to you or I today, would we have any regret? So that's one thing we can do. And then another thing is just understanding this. We are birthless. We are deathless. We are timeless. And we are ageless. In the part of the core of our being, that is the real, true self. And that's who we are. And I've had to face death. I've had to face it. I faced it with a gun to my face. I faced it in other situations. And death is not that scary. When you actually get the revelation 
that you are immortal and eternal because you are, are a part of God. And that's who you are. And when we can stop focusing on the loss of a loved one, start focusing on celebrating them, right? Then we start to actually activate that part of ourselves where their energy still is and we feel their presence. We can start to remember them. It it helps to ease the grief. It helps to allow us to transition out of mourning forever, you know, because I, I, I know someone that has mourned for 50 years until they got the truth they needed about it, right? Mourning can go on a very long time. You can't, yes, that person is gone, but we can be healed. But are we willing to go into that part? And I think Kathleen will talk about that. She still feels her son's presence. I think Whitney will talk about that. I still feel the presence of someone that was very dear to me. Well, few people. And so there really isn't death in the sense of the spirit. So I'm going a, I'm to a let it go. I'm going to open it up to everybody else and see what they have to say. So love you all. Love you. That was just so, there's so much here. Oh, it, there is so much here. And I just want to acknowledge you, Kathleen, for sharing so vulnerably your story with your mom. And looking at the deep reaction that you had to what she said as a way to grow and dig in more and know that there was some more work there for you to do. The awareness around that is so powerful and just a beautiful teaching that I want to acknowledge you for. Because when we have that, you know, we have that deep reaction we have that deep fear, you know, we have that like deep pissed off, whatever it is, guilt, whatever that sort of low vibrational feeling feels, you know, there's work there on our end to be done. And a lot of times I'll want to like go outward and blame the person, but it's really, there's work there to be done just as Kathleen so beautifully shared. And Claudette, if they left today, they left the physical today, would I have any regrets? That is so beautiful and it really has me thinking. That's why I love this show. I'm, I'm writing notes for the show and I'm writing notes for me. And I love your, speaking of writing notes, I love your suggestion around, you know, writing a letter. So it's well thought out. There's been you know, one of the ways that I've dealt with a few deaths in my life of very dear people is writing a letter. It was after the fact and I burned it, but it was a powerful ritual and a powerful just tribute to them and what they meant to me. And so I think that that is, you know, one very powerful way we can deal with emotions and deep emotions like a transition or a death, whatever we want to call it, you know, writing a letter, getting that emotion out. Oftentimes like what I'll, you know, I'll like, you know, we did a show recently around suffering and silence. So I would say I'm one of those people just like that's my natural go-to or maybe it's not natural and it's just my go-to, but you know, do not suffer in silence. 
phone a friend, phone somebody that makes you laugh, makes you smile, helps you feel good, helps put things into perspective, or just lets you sit there and cry or scream and get it all out. Like, just get it out. And even if it is the first stepping stone is like just writing and just journaling, sometimes it's hard to just find the words too. And I'll get stumped on what are the words that even describe what's happening. So start with the journaling, with the writing, and it's a step to getting it at least out. So it's not all swirling within. And then the next step, phone a friend, you know, if it's not have a, a coach, call Kathleen, call a professional that can help work through some of it. So you're at least getting it out and not taking it in. I think that this is the time, the season in life that you do not feel alone. You are not alone and you, you reach out and get it out and be heard and seen for where you are. Beautiful, Catherine. It's so true. And, you know, you bring up the fact that, you know, I deal with it every day, so I didn't even mention this, but, you know, when you lose someone suddenly and you can't have that conversation, what is that like? How do you deal with the immense amount of shame and self-blame and regret and judgment around the entire situation of whether it is of a child or a parent or, you know, a friend that you hadn't talked to and you meant to call the day before and all of a sudden they're just gone. It's hard, like living it. And I'm sure Whitney can talk to, speak to this about it. It is hard. It is not an easy experience, especially after the fact. And that's why I really wanted to bring this up is that if you have a chance to really release regret or shame around any situation with anyone that's in your life, Claudette mentioned it, do it because you don't know when it's too late. And then when it's too late, we really can sit in some really immense, deep suffering and pain. And um, it's, it's hard. You can move through it. However, it's hard. Whitney, go ahead. The beautiful part about this conversation and the beautiful part, if you're willing to look for it in the transition of loved ones or even looking at the transition that you yourself someday will go through is that it calls us to live in and be in the moment. What I have discovered, I don't have a lot of death experiences of people close to me. Obviously, my son talked about that numerous times on the show. And, uh, you know, my father, my grandmother, and I have a cousin who passed when he was relatively young. Those last three, we knew it was happening and there was a little time to prepare. But in the end, it doesn't really matter, right? And the the comments that you've all made about being in the moment, releasing regret, you know, guilt about things that did or did not happen in the relationships and and all of it just calls us to 
live in the moment to recognize what is and be there, right? Be here now. And the more that we can do that, just be here now, letting go of expectations, letting go of needs for things to be a particular way, certainty, the shoulds, right? The shoulda, wouldas, and couldas, and just live with what is the easier I think it will be for us to to step into this place of facing mortality. I'm going to share this just real quickly. When it comes to myself, I'm not afraid of dying in the big picture of like not being here, right? I do have some fears. I will own this. I have some fears and it is about the method about how it's going to happen and whether it's going to be something that's going to be painful or long and drawn out and and all of that. So there is a little bit of fear in that, but what I can take great comfort in, again, listening to the three of you and even taking advice with my own words, uh, is being here now. And so my stressing about or worrying about or being concerned about how it's going to happen isn't going to stop it from happening, right? It's not going to stop it from happening. And if it's going to happen in a way that's not, you know, my preferred method of me just going to sleep one night and not waking up the next morning, right? If it's not going to happen like that, there's nothing I can really do about that either. So if facing mortality becomes about Checking where you are emotionally, what your state about it. And, you know, Claudette is right. We, we need to do a better job, I think, in American society of talking about dealing with looking at. And so Kathleen, the work that you are doing is tremendously important and, and helpful. And I'm glad that you brought this topic up for this episode. Just the last comment that I might make is that, like Whitney said it, it's about living in the moment and knowing that no minute ahead of the minute that you're in right now is guaranteed. And so be the best person you can be in the moment right now. Living in fear only exasperates more fear. It only makes it harder. So you're imagining the worst, so why not imagine the best? And from the experience that I've had with sitting with indigenous medicines, I can tell you all there is is love. We are love. And the only separation there is, is our own guilt, our own pain, our own limiting beliefs. Because once we depart this earth, there's all there is is love. All there is is love. All I can say is all there is is love and there's nothing to fear. I love that. Love that. Love that. We want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. Um, If you have not already, please review and rate our show and join us on Facebook and Instagram. We would love to hear how you have moved through not just a grief journey, but how you are thinking about and dealing with mortality, those of yourself and others. 
Kathleen, you know, again, thank you for bringing this topic up. Uh, we know that you are helping people make amazing strides in their grief journeys. Tell us about what you've got going on and how our audience can avail themselves of your products and services. Thank you. There's a few things that are happening. I'm doing two-day workshops slash retreats around the U.S., so please look on my website at KathleenNell.com for those, for people who are just experiencing their sudden loss of their child. What do I do? What's the next step? What to expect? It's the, it's the realities of grief and how you can move through it with tools and techniques. The one most important thing for those that have already moved through that and are interested in exploring how you can release the pain and actually, you know, move through your grief completely or wholly is there's a retreat in Costa Rica on March 11th that I'll be hosting where there's all kinds of healing modalities that you'll step into the pain and through your healing journey so where you can live in your peace. So just go to my website at KathleenL.com, hit retreats, and you'll see what's being offered. So thank you. Thank you for that. And if that is something that would be a benefit to you, please reach out to Kathleen, check out her website and her offerings. Until next time, Love the life you have and live the life you want. This time around, notwithstanding what may happen in the next life, this time it's the only one you have. So be in it, be present, and just live fully. So take care. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.